Welcome back to the People Lab podcast. My name is Mike Kahn, and I'm excited to be with you again today for another great conversation. What we want to do at Mike Kahn Coaching and Consulting is not just put out information, but we want to create some actionable content and invite you into the conversation. So what we're doing here with this conversation, we've also got the link to our YouTube video that's going to be in our show notes here. You can just click on it uh, over at the People Lab on YouTube, you can you can search that. We've got 126 videos over there. And the reason why we have those is to continue the conversation week after week after week to try to help solve the problem of division and disunity in the workplace. So we'd love for you to subscribe to that channel. Uh, follow us here on uh, this platform. You're listening to the podcast, of course, social media. We've got lots of places there. Just find us. We're excited to walk with you through this day. Have a fantastic day. So today's question is, what effect does gossip have on morale in the workplace, both individual and the team? Now, of course, no one is going to ask a question, does gossip really have a negative impact on the workforce or in the workplace? We know that it does, but part of the, the thing that's in our blind spots is how much of an impact does it really have? How much of an effect does it really have, both for the individual's and for the team. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Really, we're talking about two main points. Not is it good or bad to have it. Of course, it's bad. Duh. Like nobody needs someone to tell us it's bad. But really, question two, the main point two is what are the ramifications of letting it linger in the locker room when we don't address it? So really, we're going to just right out of the gate, ask a really tough question. What's your current culture of gossip costing your organization. One more time. What is your current culture of gossip costing your organization? Everyone would say gossip's not good for us. It's not, it's, it's not good at all. And no one would say, hey, we need a little more gossip around here. Nobody would say that. But what happens is our, our job, whenever we partner with an organization, we've got two main jobs. One, keep the locker room from becoming toxic. And two, remove the blind spots from the leaders. And a lot of times gossip can move into a blind spot because we think it's not that bad. Or or even it's not, not only is it not that bad, but it's not bad enough to have a conversation to confront the person or the people who are doing it. Years ago, I was doing a professional development training for a group of teachers. And we were talking about gossip, this very topic, and how it's really, it is toxic in the locker room. And uh, there's this organizational leader who he, he says, listen, we have no tolerance for gossip. The first time you get caught gossiping, you get a warning. And not just from the leader, from anyone in the organization. The first time you get caught gossiping, you get a warning. The second time you get a box and you're out. I said that to this group of teachers. And um, these two nice ladies who've been there for a while, they kind of looked at each other and elbowed each other and said, well, if that were true here, nobody would have a job. And the whole rest of the room was silent. What that tells me is it's not something that everybody does, but it's something that these two people did. And also the leadership let it go on. They let it linger in the locker room. And that is absolutely a recipe to make it toxic. So that's why we start off with this question. What's your current culture of gossip costing your organization? Gossip can create a culture of mistrust, which will absolutely stop open and honest and vulnerable communication. Listen, organizations move at the speed of trust to the extent that trust has been compromised. That's how far, that's how far the communication is going to stop. That's how far the teamwork is going to stop. That's how far, hey, my door's always open. Come on in. That's how far that's going to stop. 
Are you cultivating a culture of trust, mistrust, or distrust among your team, among your department, interdepartmentally, and then with your whole organization? Now, we break every organization down into a couple of different categories, live, locker room, and the lab. Live is you doing the job you're paid to do. The locker room is the way we treat each other all the time and the way we allow each other to be treated. And then the lab is where we go to get training and coaching and feedback. And one of the things we talk about every single time we go in, it's communication. And in communication, we break those down into two different forms of communication, internal and external. And that's where this question really comes from. That's where this part of it really comes from. Because within internal communication, it's like you throw a rock in the water, and then you've got the ripples that go out, right? The, the, the rock in the water, it's concentric circles. The, the centermost layer of internal communication is you with yourself internally, the way that I think about me, myself, and I. Like That's how that works. Then the first ring out is the way that my team works together, the way we communicate together. Then it goes another ring out for the department. And then it goes another ring out for one department to another. How does the customer service team communicate with the sales team and vice versa and the the service team and the IT department and all these different departments. And then the last ring out on internal communication is the entire communication for the whole organization. And whenever we have a culture of mistrust or distrust, that affects everything else inside the organization. Mistrust is a lack of trust. Typically, that means because uh, I've had a bad experience with someone in the past, or maybe you've had a bad experience with someone in the past in my department or one department to another. But distrust is when there is an absence of trust. And this is not tricky. We're going all the way back to middle school. We all learned how this works in middle school. If someone's going to say something bad to me about someone else, they'll say something bad about me to someone else. That's not tricky. And it's not different in the locker room of the organizations. But a lot of times we let that get in our blind spot. And what that really does is it erodes the trust in the locker room. The locker room is the most important room in every organization. And everything we're talking about in the conference room, it also works at home in the living room. So it's the same thing with your family dynamic. Regardless of who lives in your house, the more we talk about someone else, the more the trust erodes. So we really want to make sure that we're trying to be honest, we're trying to be vulnerable, yes, but we're also not letting some of that toxic conversation, that toxic behavior, just let it go unchecked and unnoticed. Uh, that really has a huge bearing on everything. Um, what we do, our organization, we partner with organizations to move team members to becoming teammates. And we do that by focusing on four key topics, communication and culture, execution and teamwork, leadership and supervision, and personal development and growth. And our job is to solve the problem of division and disunity in the workplace. And so you can see why this, this conversation about gossip is kind of like a soft toss. It's kind of like you just put the ball on the tee and you just let any one of our team members, any one of our communicators come up and just grab the bat and just take a swing at it because this is such a big thing in every organization. So we've talked a lot about how it affects the communication and of course the culture, everything that we do in culture, uh, it, it affects the whole temperature, the whole climate of what we're doing. Culture is simply the way we do what we do and the way we allow it to be done. 
And so whenever we let gossip continue to, to go on, to linger in the locker room, as I said at the beginning, then it absolutely has an adverse effect on our, uh, our culture. There's an ongoing conversation in this space about building an audience, and uh, a lot of people have a lot of different ways of doing it. And I'm not against building an audience, but what we prefer to view it as is connecting a community. Do we have an email list? Yeah, absolutely. We've got an email list and a YouTube channel and Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all of these places. The purpose for all of that, though, is to connect a community of people who help people feel seen and feel valued. People who are more known by who we are for, not what we're against. That's what we're about. We'd love for you to join this community at all those different places. You can join the email list, the YouTube channel, follow us on all the social media channels, and we'll follow you back because we're for you. Now back to the show. Whenever we talk about execution and teamwork and the way that gossip affects that, certainly it will distract employees and team members from their work, which leads to poor execution and poor performance. But gossip can also create divisions and cliques, which undermines the team collaboration and the cohesion. Listen, it's really, really difficult to expect these two people who you've heard talk about each other or someone else talk about them and they just let it go on. It's really difficult to say, okay, you guys are in the charge of this one project. You're working on this one project together and you guys have to move the ball forward. It's really difficult for us and leadership to expect that to go well. It's really difficult for me if I know that you said something about me or you you heard something said about me and you just kind of let it ride and you let it go on. It's really difficult for me to trust that now we've got this thing, this project with both of our names on the line. It's really difficult to for me to expect that you're going to bring your best to this. Uh, listen, I've been part of a group like that where I was leading uh, in an organization and there was someone who we, we really had some friction, right? And, and a lot of times you expect things to kind of resolve themselves, but they typically don't. We've got to have a conversation that addresses it. We've got to be able... Now, I don't mean you're always going to like your lab partners that you get or you get stuck with, however that works. We've had lots of conversations with our kids about that. Uh, you don't always get to um, choose the hand that's dealt to you, right? But part of what we've got to do is we've got to be a professional. We've got to do the job that we're paid to do. And sometimes that means looking past something or even keeping one eye on the road and then one eye on the rearview mirror so I can make sure that I'm focused on the task, but I'm also kind of watching my back and watching my team's back. That's a really big thing. What we need to do to address gossip within execution and teamwork is really just to establish clear goals. Hey, listen, this is what we'll accept. This is what we won't accept. One of the exercises we do in sessions is we make an exercise. Hey, what are what are eight traits of a great teammate? And we'll get out a giant sticky note or the dry erase board, and we'll just go to town and we'll write down these eight characteristics, these eight traits of a great teammate. And we draw a line right in the middle, and then we'll use a different color marker and we'll say, okay, these are eight traits of a great teammate, but also these are eight traits that you absolutely won't tolerate. And just about every single time, someone will write dishonesty, which is not tricky, of course, uh, on, the, on the traits that you won't tolerate. But then also sometimes, excuse me, we'll have to edit that one out. Uh, hey, Tyler, we got to edit that out. It's about 9.52. Uh, I'll count down. Three, two, one. Just about every single time, someone will say gossip. 
because it's toxic in the locker room. It erodes the trust between one teammate to another. And even if it's not affecting you directly, still the ripples that are going out affect some of the other team members in the organization. It's, a, it's essential to establish these clear goals. Uh, a lot of times what we do when we're working with organizations to create a mission statement or to update their mission statement, we also have, you know, you got the missions, the vision, mission, core values, um, all that sort of thing, which is great. It's great to have. Largely, those are externally focused. So what we do, and they're also a really good guide. It's a good compass. This is what we're about in our organization. It's really big on the what and the why and the who we serve and all of that. It's, it's very valuable if you'll let it be valuable. But then also what we do is we come in and we do another document that kind of mirrors that, but this is the way that we treat each other. It's, it's our internal expectations. And how we treat each other um, how we will allow others to be treated, man, it's really vital that we set those expectations up front. Because when we don't, then it really gives us lots of opportunities for, for stuff to sneak in from our blind spots, for us just to let something go and let it go again and let it go again. And then before you know it, we say this is something we don't allow in our handbook. It's part of our strategy. But in the culture, it's something that's very, very real that's happening in the locker room, and it's something that we have to address. We have to stop. One of the great ways to do that for leaders is to have a, in a regular meeting. Maybe it's a stand-up meeting. Maybe it's a, a 15 or 20 minutes every single month, a check-in meeting with people who report to you directly, and just say, hey, what's right, what's wrong, and what's missing? And then get you know get your drink of water and then just listen to whatever they say. Uh, and then the other question would be, hey, what's something that you see that maybe I don't see? Something you see in the locker room that maybe I don't see from where my my seat is. And then listen. Don't get defensive and don't don't try to stop that conversation because you'll never know what you don't know. And a lot of times, if something is in our blind spot because of the rhythm of management and whether it's middle management or whatever level of management it is because of the nature of that job, a lot of times things happen on the floor or on the front lines that we don't know about. So it's critical to have that trust with our team members and then give them an opportunity to bring something to light that we don't know about. It's really, really important. Uh, as we move to leadership and supervision, men, leaders play an absolutely critical role in creating a positive work environment that promotes morale and productivity. And the truth is, when we fail to address gossip, it will erode the trust not only among the team members, but it'll erode their trust in my leadership. It'll erode their trust in your leadership. Because if you don't have the uh, courage to stop someone specifically from speaking out about someone else or about another product that we have or, or really a process that we have, then it's just assumed that you're probably going to allow the same conversations about me when I'm not around or about the products and the, the, the processes that affect everything that we do. It's a huge thing that we really have to be uh, proactive in addressing. Because when we don't, it erodes their, the, the, the trust, yes, in our leadership, but then also in my supervisor's leadership. Because, again, they're allowing this to happen. I, I'm enabling it. And, you know, a lot of times we say, hey, hey, Mike, I know it's a problem, but I just don't know if it's bad enough for me to address it. Okay, well, this is all the way back to the very first question I asked. What's your current culture of gossip in your organization costing your organization. 
it costs morale. It costs dollars in the bottom line. It costs us having to go back and redo some of the things that need to be done. Listen, problems should be solved, but people should be valued. And whenever we stop the gossip from happening, we can, we can stop in its tracks. We can stop the, um, the way that sometimes people feel unvalued or undervalued because of things that people say. And I'm not, I'm not suggesting that you should hold everyone by the hand and just say, okay, well, that's not what we do around here. If you and I will value the people who are on our team, who are on the bus, who are doing this mission to, to serve the people that we serve and to make the difference that we're built to make, if we value those people, we don't have to agree with the things that are being said, but here's what we can do. We can just stop and say, hey, listen, that's not been my experience, and I wouldn't let anyone talk about you that way. You can for sure stop it that way. This is leadership and supervision. And the truth is, leadership 101, what gets rewarded gets repeated. And if I let some, if I reward it by not addressing it, and I let someone get away with it once or another time or another, another, another time, then that's just going to continue to set that plate in motion. And it's just going to continue, not only that from that one person, but other people on the team are going to say, well, I mean, if it's okay for Mike to do, then I guess it's okay for me to do. I know we signed something against it in the handbook, but if he's going to do it and get away with it, then I mean, I can get away with it too. And it's just maddening. Not only that, it can go out of control in a hurry. So it's just wise for us to stay on top of that however we can. There's got to be some really good conversations around feedback. And there's this great book um, called How Full Is Your Bucket? And in that book, they talk about these three feedback ratios. And, and I, I mean, I think it's a really good uh, way to do it for management, for leadership. Yes, it's also good for us in personal development and growth to be able to look and see, okay, what, what's my ratio of, of doing good? These are things you're doing good versus things you need to do better. Because a lot of times the, the gossip really is not malicious and it's not aimed at someone. It's just not encouraging. And a lot of times we'll say something like, uh, you know, accountability is big in our organization, yada, yada, yada. And, and then we, we, we wanted to expound on that. Okay, well, yes, but accountability without encouragement equals judgment to the person who's receiving the accountability, right? So a good rule of thumb is to have this ratio for doing good. These are things you're doing good and things you need to do better. A, a three to one ratio sounds like it's really good, but that's not even neutral. That's still negative. If I tell you three good things that you're doing and one do better, that's still not even neutral. You got to do five doing goods to one do better just to get even, just to get neutral. To really make a difference, to be positive, it's got to be seven to one, which sounds crazy. Remember what works in the conference room also works at home in the living room. For your spouse, Every time you say, hey, honey, blah, 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 blah. Hey, honey, I wish you would do this. Or I, I wish you, whatever it is that you say, I don't know how it works at your house. For every one derogatory comment, it takes seven. It takes seven to give a positive vibe or positive feeling. It's the same way with your kids, with the coaching. Like if you, my kids have grown up playing sports. And if they come off the basketball court and, the, and I start telling them all these ways where they didn't do the thing I wanted them to do, or I thought they should have done, or they didn't make the smart basketball play, whatever, 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 then they've already been doing that to themselves. And now I'm just putting gas on the fire by, by giving my list of things you should do better. So, so how do you get around it? Well, again, at home in the living room, 
I don't bring up the stuff that they feel like they did wrong. They've already taken care of that. So here's what I say, and I would encourage you to do something similar. Man, I love watching you do what you do. I love watching you play basketball. I love watching you do what you're built to do. I love watching you throw a track. I love watching you sing. I love watching you play the guitar. Whatever it is that they're doing, I love watching you do this thing. You're so, you, you enjoy it so much, and you're really good at it. And at some point, they'll say, yeah, maybe I, well, yeah, but I missed the pass, or I didn't get this rebound, or whatever, whatever. Okay, well, then you can agree with what they're saying, but if I bring it up, then it's kind of, it feels like target practice, and they've already been doing it. I'm not saying at work we should never address things that need to be improved upon, but what we should do in every meeting, in my opinion, what you should do in every meeting, the way you're doing an evaluation, start with what's right, then what's wrong, and then what's missing. What's right, I always put in blue because this is something that's going great. What's wrong, I don't put it in red. You ever, you ever got, you remember back in school where you got a lot of red marks on your paper? Did you feel like it was, do, it was going well? No, you don't feel like it's going well. It feels like, hey, there's a whole bunch of stuff I missed, which is true, but it's my job as a leader to reframe that. I'm, I'm, I, I, I imagine a, an empty picture frame, and I'm reframing it into something that this makes possible. Now, okay, now there's a chance for you to grow, an area for you to grow in. Yes, we, we didn't package that product well. Now it's an opportunity for me to grow, and I'll learn from it and do better next time. The mantra, I'm learning and I'm growing. Hey, that's great, but it's not just for a beginning tap dancer like me. I'm learning and I'm growing. It's not just that. It's something that we always want to be growing in our own personal development, our own professional development. But if we only look at what's wrong or what's broken or what's not working well, we're not going to be encouraged. And a lot of times we're not going to stick with it. So as leaders, what we want to do is we want to come back and we want to invite you to the conversation of what's going right. Yes, for you individually, but also for your team and for your department and for our organization as a whole. When we're focusing the conversation around the things that are going really well, then that gives us lots of opportunities to continue to build the morale, continue to build the culture in a way that people will want to come to work. People will want to do the best job that they can do. And then you also, you're not defined by your most recent mistake or failure. Now, some mistakes are a lot more costly than others. And you could make a list in your organization, depending on what happened, when someone missed it, maybe you're the one who missed it, and it costs the organization hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, lots of hours in progress. We had to come back and redo it. And then you had to pay the person who's redoing it. Hey, listen, there's always the cost financially and there's always the cost with the people. But what we have to do is we have to look at the whole thing and see, okay, let's get to the root that what we're talking about. Going back to gossip. What is this gossip that I'm allowing to continue? What's it costing the organization? What's it costing my department? What's it costing the morale of people individually? This is something we have to be able to put our foot in the ground and say, hey, we're not doing this anymore. We've got to get better, yes. Do we need to make improvements? Absolutely, we always do. But we're not going to dogpile someone just when they mess up. Now, that also gets into some other problems and other conversations you've got to have about you know, probation and, and then letting people go. Listen, I understand that. I've been part of those conversations where I've delivered the news and also part of the conversation where I've received the news, all right? So th that's no different for me than it is for you. But for us to know that that's a problem and simply allow it to continue, 
that means we're being part of the problem, not part of the solution. And when other people see that, when they see that I'm not addressing the problem and I'm allowing it to affect our execution and our teamwork, I'm allowing it to affect the bottom line and the products that we get out the door, then to everyone else that I'm not having the hard conversation with, they're saying, well, Mike's just sanctioning incompetence. Mike's just letting this thing go on and on and on because he doesn't want to have the hard conversation. I don't know a lot of people that just love to have the hard conversation. Some people do it and they do it well, but most people don't relish it. Yeah, let's go, let's go mess up some people. Let's go ruin some people's day. I, most people don't do that. But I think what sometimes happens is we err on the side of caution and we think we're being kind to the organization as a whole, but what we're really doing is we're really letting the trust with our other team members in us and in our leadership just erode more and more and more. When people leave the conversations with you, do they feel like, do you feel like you're leading them to trust you more or to mistrust you or to distrust you? You see this with other people at other departments, other teams. When they leave conversations with each other, do you feel like they're getting more trust or there's mistrust that's brewing or there's distrust? Remember, mistrust is a lack of trust, but distrust is the absence of trust. And when we allow gossip to continue, we're absolutely guaranteeing that there will be a lack of trust. So let's not allow that to go on. Let's make the hard decisions because you're worth it, because your team is worth it, because the people that you serve are worth it.